was enjoying myself so much. I forgot. I, I got to talk to the people. Amen. Turn to hug your neighbor. I mean, seriously, hug them. Say, these times we need each other. Like never before. Like never, like never before. Say, Kenny, I sent you something. Okay, just the, where the stars are, Kenny, you'll see the stars in front of the scriptures. I, can, we, can we gather ourselves with our hands before the Lord? And if you would just pick a, what are you playing right there? No, you weren't, just playing chords. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth thine own dear presence to heal shield and provide strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow blessings all mine with ten thousands beside come on sing it great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new mercies i see all i have needed thy hand Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Taking the hand of the person with you, who's standing with you. Um, it may be providential who you're standing next to today. We don't necessarily consider those things when we gather. I think God does. In preparing ourselves for this meal, the table of the Lord, the place 
where the family of God meets, where the business of God's kingdom is transpired, it takes place. In the presence of the gathering of the saints, the Lord manifests his presence and we come to his table. God wants to transact his business in your life. I believe the way I simply want to say it to you today is trouble's coming. And the body of Christ has got to be ready. When I say that, I know it's not new news to those of you who are in tune with what's happening in our nation, in this economy, in the banking institutions. In fact, every echelon of government is now being tested. And some of you that are out there, got your ear open, um, you're hearing of things that are coming, the adjustment of finances and money, some of the collapses of the banking institutions so that the things that we've trusted in are now being shaken. And the Lord reminded me the first message he ever gave me to preach ever was Hebrews. I'm now shaking everything that can be shaken so that that which cannot be shaken may remain. And he said, I am shaking. God is revealing the evil in every place. Evil is no longer afraid of being exposed because the righteous have been cowering behind their places of worship. Evil is is bodaciously declaring their foolishness as if it were the truth. You know, when, 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 when evil gets bodacious, it's because they're no longer afraid of being <laughs> opposed. But evil gets bodacious when it thinks it's already won. And we have been listening to this madness foolishness and it, much, much of it's being crammed down our throat if you're on the mountain of education you know exactly what I'm talking about if you somehow are working on the, on, the, on the mountain of government you know what I'm speaking of if you're in social services you're getting your fill of it If you are in law, you're disgusted because the law being set aside for foolishness. And all of us are being impacted by the coming whatever it is. But it is coming. The Lord God will not allow foolishness to reign without <laughs> him saying something about it. Foolishness has a reign for a certain period of time. And then God says, now let me show you what truth is. 
We, the body of Christ, who believe God, who open. Hi. I just recognized who you were. I'm sorry, man. I messed up my whole message. <laughs> that happened to me last week. <laughs> we, 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 we work in the middle of it. We conversate about it during the week. We experience it in our families. And God is not silent about what is happening. While on one hand we know something's coming, we know that God is the one who will protect and even elevate the body of Christ. But we have to be sure that we're on God's side and not on our flesh's side. And the people said amen. When we come to this table today to eat of this, of this meal that the Lord fashioned for our memory. When you're having difficult times and light is being obscured with darkness and you need to see and you need to find your way, it's memory that God will use to help save you. And, and he, he understood that. So he fashioned this meal, this bread, this cup, as his body poured out for us, broken for us, his life spilled out in the open. Foolishness crucified Jesus. Wisdom raised him from the dead. In you and I taking this meal today, I, wanted, I want us to do so uh, let it have its power. Let it, the power of this meal do its perfect work inside of you as you answer some serious questions. As you examine yourself. Because it will matter in these days coming where you stand and where you belong and who you're connected to. Some of you have been secret saints you're going to have to come out the closet. Tell your neighbor what I said. You secret saints, you're going to have to come out the closet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you will not be able to remain neutral. Amen. There's no neutrality when it comes to truth and righteousness and the lie. And all of us are facing it in several areas in which we work and live. It's come even to our very doorsteps. God knows this and God knows what you and I need to prevail during the coming crises that looms over America, looms over Georgia. It's time, you know, you want to hit your knees when you, when you hear people stand up and say some of, the, some of the crazy things they're saying and say it as if it's true. And so I want, I want us to acknowledge today. I want you to acknowledge where you stand when you take this meal. I want you to acknowledge that God, let God be true and let every man be a liar. And anyone we love who's speaking, the tr who's speaking the lie, we need to be ready to speak the truth instead. And the Bible says to speak the truth in love. 
We're not mad at nobody. We, you know, if you're gonna get if you're gonna get mad, get mad at demons. Get mad at evil. Don't get mad at people. We've been preaching about family. Your sons and your daughters are at stake over what I'm saying today. Many of our sons and daughters are caught. They are caught, caught in the lie. They are caught in the darkness. They're calling darkness light. They're calling a lie the truth. Whenever, whenever you hear a public official say you can change your sex, that is a lie. Whenever, whenever the darkness declares that feelings, Lord have mercy, feelings trump reality and truth. The, the day you, you, you begin to make your decisions based on your feelings alone, darkness has overcome you. When light comes, you realize, oh my God. <laughs> I've seen some, maybe you like me, I've seen some of the most foolish things I've ever seen in all my life. Oh, I see. So, the, the, so the, the, the Caucasian person was asked the question. I see, whatever I choose to identify with, that's what I am. Oh my God, oh my God. So the person said, I want you to identify as a black male athlete. I thought it was funny too, Glory. Didn't all of them get it? Didn't all of them get it? <laughs> thank, thank you, baby. Thank you that you got it. I want you to acknowledge, and the first thing, one of the first things I want you to acknowledge is that I know you got the, I know your hands are sweating, you got each other's hands. <laughs> one, of the, one of the reasons why I have you with hands is because uh, we have not been, I want to say it to you, you have not been connected enough. You have not known your brother and your sister. You have not understood the safety, the victory that is in being rightly connected. And this meal is about being rightly connected, covenantally related. Let the church say amen. Some people, unfortunately, don't even, I mean, they know they're born again, but they don't know where they're connected. So when problems come and the darkness comes, who you going to call? Ghostbusters ain't going to help you. They part of the problem. Some of you need to make some declarations. Look, I don't care how much I date her. I don't care how many rings I buy for her. It doesn't matter how many gifts I give her until I declare her as my wife. She ain't. Do y'all feel? Oh, sorry, brother. Okay. I wasn't picking on you. You just came out, you know. I mean, you may you have good intentions. Right? Well, baby, we're going to do this thing one day, you know. We get this job, right? Get this, get this gig, you know. We're going to do this right. We're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until you say, do you now take this woman to be your lawful wedding wife? Un Lord, have 
mercy. As long as you both shall live, in for better or for worse, for sickness and in health, for richer or for poor, as long as you both, forsaking all others, as long as you both shall live, when the person says, I do, transaction happened in heaven. Now you can say, I'm married now. Some of us are having to make serious proclamations and declarations as to where you stand and, and yes, who you stand amongst. This is something happening right now across, across the country and certainly in the body of Christ where it is not good enough to say this is the place where I go to church. Look at your neighbor and say, I give you permission never to go to church another day of your life. Did he say that? I did. I give you permission. You ain't got to go to church. Please don't. Look at you and say, please stop going to church. Please, please. That's part of the problem. Now look at your brother, look at your sister and say, because we are the church. Because we are the church. Say, our connection is the church. We is it. We don't go to it. You don't go to a place you are. You don't have a meeting that you are. We are the church. Look at you and you're looking good. Just tell your church next to you, you're looking good. You can't even join a club in the world unless you make a, a proclamation. Um, you can't even belong. You, can't, you go online, they want you to sign your name. Your, your, they want you to put your... Your email addresses, they want you to put your, 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 your physical address, they want you to put your social security number, right? Your telephone number. They will give you all that information in making a proclamation as to what you belong to. And in these days, it is so incredibly important that you know, look at your name and say, well, I need to know what tribe I'm in. I'm in. With the body of Christ is huge and, and you're not a part of everybody's tribe. Amen, saints. There's some tribes God has apportioned you to that tribe because that tribe got what you need. They got the, they got the diet you need. Hello, somebody. They, 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 they got the professions you need. They got the, they got the relationships that you need. God is very strategic where he places you. And it says he puts in the body as he sees fit. Tap your neighbor and say, you fit, bro. You fit, sister. They're still standing and their hands are sweating. You guys are so obedient. Now raise those hands to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for the, for the confirmation of who we are. Thank you for the confirmation of where you have set us. Thank you for the release of power and glory over your people to meet every need, to come against every challenge, to provide every, every, every part of courage that's needed. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for healing everybody that's sick, every person that has ailments. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because your word is true and your blood does the work. 
faith in that blood. We place our faith in what you've done. And as we partake of this holy meal, which you prescribed, we thank you for sealing us in the right place with the right people. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for releasing us. Let the health of the body be full and overflowing. Lord, let financial difficulties be resolved. Prepare us for what is coming. I thank you. Let divine wisdom go out over the church for what to do, what move to make, what financial decisions that need to be made. I thank you for it, Father. Solve every challenge of where we live, we work, Solve it, we pray, Father, in the name of Jesus. And do it because we have been obedient to this meal. Make it so, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. And we will give you the praise in Jesus' name. Clap your hands like you love him. Clap your hands like you know he's going to bring that answer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the light, for the wisdom. Thank you, Father. Let the people of God say amen. Take your seat and prepare yourselves to take up this meal together today. I want you to be affirmed today that the picture in heaven a family certainly begins in the nuclear family man who takes a woman a man who takes a woman as a wife hallelujah I never thought I would see the day when this would be new news A man, I didn't say a woman takes a man. I said a man takes a woman. I really want to be clear about that. I said a, a man takes a woman. Not a woman tricks him and forces him. Not a man, not a woman who, who gets pregnant and uses that as a wedge. Y'all not talking to me. A man takes a woman, marries her, then has a child or children. God placed all of his future for the kingdom of God in the nuclear family. God was really clear about it. There was nothing ambiguous about it at all. There was a distinction, a biological, a scientific, a spiritual, and emotional difference between male and female. And God is not confused. My friend, my dear friend, if you are a male, a biological male, and you're feeling like a woman, we want to minister to you so that God can help you deal with your feelings. But your feelings are no reason for taking hormone blockers. I, in my heart, 
my wife and I, we had this conversation. We've been having it actually for a while. Now, God did something in me several years ago about those struggling in the area I just mentioned. You, you may be biologically female. You know, your fallopian tubes stayed up. They didn't drop down. I'm sorry y'all don't understand your biology. The ovaries, what'd I say? The ovaries, what I'm talking about. Ovaries. I, I, I have to get it right because I don't have ovaries. I now have testicles. <laughs> and I, it wasn't my choice. It was the master's choice. If you're wrestling in this area emotionally, sometimes that, that emotional trauma comes on a person when they are abused as children. There, there are too many secrets in families right now that uh, having unveiled those secrets would be the key to unlocking and healing many who are having difficulty in this area. Some have had such traumatic experiences in their youth until they don't, they don't, want to remember it. Are you all here? You hear me that I am not criticizing here? Do you, do you hear that? I hope you do, because I'm not. I just want you to know that God, the Holy Spirit, knows how to straighten it out. He knows how to heal it. He knows how to reverse the curse that the enemy brings in our lives. Tap your neighbor and say, please, don't live by your feelings. That'll kill you. It'll kill you. Kill you before time. No, but we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. God started his whole plan with a nuclear family, with a man who takes a woman, and there is a difference because they fit right. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise his name. The, the parts go where they're supposed to go. Let the people say amen. amen. Let the married couple say, oh, yeah. Amen. Let the single people say, I wish. Okay, all right. <laughs> he started with that, and, and he, he didn't make a mistake with that. So when children come forth, they have someone to mimic or look to their parents. You know, marriage is really for the glory of God and for the next generation. The propagation of the human creation was to come forth by this simple union. Some people have been hurt, really deeply hurt, over what I'm saying. And, and, and for you, I want to say, say to you, this meal represents your healing. So that you do not have to travel your life carrying the pain of misuse and abuse. God will heal you. He knows, you know, but by the way, tell your neighbor, say, God is into sex. <laughs> you know. I mean, he, he, he created your parts. Amen. Amen. 
I was studying this years ago in, in Genesis, and I said, Lord, you know, it's really awesome what you did, you know. You made, you made man, and then you put him to sleep, and, and, you, and you reached inside of him, you took his rib, you know, you anesthetized him. That's the literal word. That's the meaning of the word when sleep. You anesthetized him and reached inside and got his rib, and then you formed the woman out of his rib. So, you know, that was an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing you did, Jesus. That was awesome. That was awesome. And then you, you, when the man woke up, you know, he was okay with no scar. He was good. He was good. Uh, and, uh, and, 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 and he saw all the creation. He saw how God paired up all the creation, you know, and he, he, he was intelligent. Bishop Larry looked over and said, the monkey? Oh, okay. The giraffe? Oh, yeah. The elephant? Oh, yeah. All of them had, had partners. He said, Lord, where's mine? You know? He said, well, you just have to look around for her. And Adam had to find her. And God made sure that he ran into Eve. And when he saw her, woohoo! Man, when you saw that woman, I mean, she might have been the only one on earth, but she was a woman. It wasn't, you didn't have no contention. That was the one. And he, when he said that, hey, you're the right one, baby. You know, he went, oh, man. And uh, he called a womb man, you know, man with a womb. Yeah. Not a male, but a human being. And when he found her, he just, you can read the excitement in the text, you know. He started prophesying. He said, for man shall leave his mother and father. Adam prophesied, shall cleave to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. And God invested the future of the world in the nuclear family. So the first thing the enemy tries to do is tear that family apart. But they can't fulfill their destiny. God said, I want you. When God created them, he gave them an order. A purpose, an assignment, a calling. He said, I want you to rule. Take care of this whole thing. It's in your charge. Make it grow. Lord have mercy. When the, when the enemy saw this, the first thing he did first thing he did is started bringing enmity between the he didn't he didn't he wasn't the children he started with the man the male and the female to create division between them and he's still doing the same thing if you're married raise your hand with pride <laughs> okay if I asked you a personal question and I got you and your husband, your husband alone, I could ask you a couple of questions, and you, you go, oh, my God. I, I started asking you about the places where you find yourself divided, apart. So my wife and I, 
just a little bit personal, not too personal, but my wife and I, you know, I decided, uh, I, 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 well, it wasn't, I decided that we're going to move from a king-size bed to a queen-size bed. Oh, I ordered the bed. Actually, not right. I had her. I had her order the bed. And being a loving and, and obedient wife, she ordered the bed. So it's not here yet. But I wanted the queen's size bed because you know why? Oh, oh, you know, she over there, I'm over here. Yeah, yeah, we're going. When, when she ordered the bed, the person said, Child, what you say? Yeah, my, order, my husband, he said he wanted a queen size bed. She said, Oh my God. She said, how long y'all been married? She said, 52 years. She said, oh, my God. He said, people your age, they're trying to get away from each other. They ain't trying to get together. Not my house. I'm going to chase her tail. Amen. Amen. And, and I ain't got as much energy, so I can't chase her long. I got to chase her strong. Quick. interesting how the enemy tries to get between male and female anything he can do to keep you apart from agreeing. We got some couples that actually sleep in, partners sleep in different rooms and different beds. It's amazing. Jai, he snore. We're going we're gonna to get together in just a minute. The enemy tries to separate whatever he can between couples. Areas of disagreement, habitual habits, disagreement, separation, different opinions, money. Y'all hearing me? God's purpose was to bring them together. And the both of them were to rule to exercise authority over the creation. Are you there, saints? So when you, when you, when, when, when you look at the nuclear family, it's a, it's a microcosm of the, of, the, of the body of Christ or the family of God. And the scripture is very potent clear and abundant about who we are as his kids, as his family. In fact, it's so abundantly clear until you would have to, you would have to be rebellious and close your ears 
and eyes to what God says about his family. God is so adamant about this until when the nuclear family that is born in sin explodes, he uses the body of Christ to heal it and bring it back together again. In fact, Jesus said, the day will come when you're in a, in a household, a, a mother will be against daughter, a father will be against son. There will be division and confusion and separation. But when the gospel comes, when the gospel comes, the gospel is so sharp, it divides. It cuts. Because if you're going to walk with Jesus, if you're going to believe him and be righteous because of him, if he, then the first thing he, do, he does is put you in his family first. Then he uses you, if you'll let him, to win your biological family so they now become your spiritual biological family. You should understand that. When you make a, a declaration today about the family of God and where God has placed you, he has it in mind that not only you, but your biological family not only will be saved, but will be joined together. God is ready. He's ready to make that issue right in your life. He says in Ephesians, so then you are no longer strangers See, when you come to Christ, you are no longer strangers, you're no longer aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints. You are God's household. That word there really is, is talking about the family of God. Paul wrote Timothy, his son, in the gospel, and he said, I write you so that you will know how one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God. And the church of the living God is the pillar and the ground of the support of the truth. In the culture, the church must be the, represent, the full representation of the truth of God. So when they observe you and I, we, we, we bring a true definition to what husband is, what wife is, what son is, what daughter is, what cuz is. We, 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 we redefine it because it has been sanctified in Christ. And we are his household. When we eat this meal in a moment, you are to be reminded you're in God's family. Galatians 3.25 says, you are all sons of God. Now that we've come by faith, we are no longer under the tutor, the law of the Old Testament. Through faith in Christ Jesus, we are now all sons. For all of you were baptized into Christ. If you've been baptized, raise your hand and leave it up for a moment. If you've been baptized in water. 
Look around, please. Look around. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is neither, check this out. There's, I want you to listen to the categories. There's neither Jew nor Gentile or Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all in Christ Jesus. Paul says when it comes to status, when you come to Christ, when you, are, when you receive him, when you are baptized into him, God said, first of all, what I'm going to do, I'm going to remove the cultural stigma from you. In the church, we don't care what neighborhood you came from. In the church, we don't care what the color of your skin is. In the church, we don't care if your English is broken or not. Matter of fact, if you don't speak English, we got a little tool that'll interpret what you're saying. Speak right there into the microphone, and then it'll write it out. Then I'll speak into the microphone, and it'll write it out. Hello, somebody. All we want to know is, are you in Christ? Ask your neighbor, are you in Christ? Ask your neighbor, are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? Because if you're in Christ, you're my brother, you're my sister. This is your family. It's your household. So number one, you're not Jew, you're not Gentile. You, you, we're going to erase that. I don't care if you're from the Bahamas. I don't care if you're black and from England. It don't, ma it don't matter to me if you're from Australia. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you're born in Germany. I don't care. I just want you. Because if you've tasted of his blood, and I have tasted of his blood. That makes us closer than we ever could be any otherwise. You're neither Jew nor Greek. Then he says, you're neither bond or free. I don't care about your cultural difference. I don't care about your economic difference. I'm going to erase. You can no longer measure status by your culture and by the way, all of you who worship culture, you got a, you got a, you got a head beating coming. All of you who are pro-black before you're pro-Christ, you got a problem coming. Because you know what? God will use your brothers and sisters who don't have as much melanin in their skin as you do. When you get in trouble, he going to use them to, to bail you out. Then what you going to do? Some of y'all are so black, God can't even use you. <laughs> and I do, I get it. We're in this culture right, that's been created right here in Metro. And by the way, the word of the Lord has come forth about this house. The word of the Lord has been spoken about this house. That we will be made up of many, many different cultures. Clap your hands if you, if you believe God. Clap, clap your hands if you say, Lord, I want that, I want that, I want that. Many cultures. If you're not American, stand up in this place. If you're not American, if you're not an American, by culture. You're going to see stand up, bro. Where are you from? Are you from Antigua? Virgin Islands? Stand up, Virgin Islands. Keep standing. 
Let the people, the people look at you. He look, he's a good looking guy. Too late, already married. Okay. <laughs> Professor, stand up. I know you're American, but God, I mean, some would say you were black. <laughs> he's been in Africa for several years, serving in Africa, and he's home now. Give a hand to Professor Tim LaCroix. He came right out of Metro, right? Hey, man, hey, Tim, how long you been? How long you been in this church? Thirty-six years. Thirty-six years. It's amazing. Keep standing, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna demonstrate, illustrate something. Because God's gonna do more and more and more of this. Some of your friends, you're supposed to be influencing them to be a part of this house. God has appointed them for this house, and you're gonna be the door for them to come into this house. So don't be talking about they're not the right color. Give me a break. Paul said, you know about the body of Christ. He said, you're neither Jew, you're neither Greek. You're neither slave, you're neither free. Ah, uh, who else I need to stand up? Did you say, where are you from? Say it again, please. Jamaica. Clap your hands for Jamaica. <laughs> you know what? My brothers have said, stand up, Lee Sanders, because we know you're not. That's terrible. That's terrible. Where is Lee Sanders? <laughs> Stand up, Lee. I mean, we love you, man. We love you, bro. We know you're light skinned, but that's okay. God loves you just like you are. Stand up, my couple. Stand up, Goins. God bless you both. Get, just get, just keep standing. I want you to see what God's doing. It's an amazing thing. It's, it's an amazing He's not. Look, he's trying to surround us on every part, right? He's trying to surround us. Sign up, Sonia. I know. Never, never mind. Okay, here we go. I, I, I missed it. I missed it. Come on, baby girl. How long have you been in, in the house of the Lord? How, have you been, how long have you been a part of this family? 25 years. How long? 25 years. 25 years. Keep standing, baby. Keep standing. Forgive me for making you a spectacle. But those of you that are standing, I'm making you a spectacle only for a reason. You, got, you see, he got to surround on all four or five corners. And the reason is because you need to understand God is going to bring your brothers and sisters who are not your culture, but they will be your faith. Not of your culture, but of your faith, of your God, of your Savior. They would have tasted the same blood. Their lives have been redeemed by the power of God. Clap your hands one more time, everybody. Paul said, neither, I don't care about your cultural difference. I don't care about your economic difference, slave or free. Please be seated. I just want to give you an idea. If you're not ashamed and you used to be broke even on the street, stand up before Christ if, if, if that was your case. Stand up. Either you were broke or, or you were on the street before Jesus. Where's Pat? God, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Jesus. Where's Pat Farmer? I don't, I don't think, I said you were either broke or on the street before Jesus. Saints, Jesus does not care. He wants them all. And Paul said, you're, as the body of Christ, you need to understand that, that the church of Jesus that's been freed, that's partaken of this table, it's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free. By the way, give God praise for delivering all of them and bringing them into a whole new lifestyle. 
Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to thank you for, your, for being candid. You may be seated. I want to thank you for being candid and honest. And the third category, he said, neither slave nor free. And then he said, neither male nor female. <laughs> That's why feminism doesn't fly. Tell your neighbor what I said. It doesn't fly. The Lord said, you know what? When, whether you're male or female, when you come into Christ, those two, those two distinctions don't prohibit you at all from the blessing that's provided by his blood. Not money, not culture, not sex. The body of Christ transcends all of it. When you take this meal, like in the East, they had a covenant with each other. If you ever ate at their table, you, you could no longer be their enemy. One of the most dastardly things you could ever do was to eat with somebody and then turn your back on them. The covenant of Jesus Christ. When you eat this meal because of his blood, because of his body, then that means you are related to each other for real. And then when you have disagreements, he even gives you a formula to get that right. He said, if you do it my way, I'll make you closer than you were before the argument. We're going to eat this meal today because in it comes our wholeness, all of our healing, all of our opportunities for increase, for blessing. In this meal comes removing of the wall that's between you and a loved one so that you can come back together again. Because this is about his blood. This is about him taking our punishment. Taking the result of our sin. All of it. That's why he had to drink. He said, he told his disciples, can you drink the cup that I'm about to drink? The cup Jesus was talking about was the wrath of God upon sin and unrighteousness. So when he hangs there and blood drips out of his body and then gushes out when the spear was rammed up into his chest, broke, break open his, his, his whole cavity, his heart, water and blood burst out. Tradition goes that some of that got on the soldier that stabbed him, changed him forever. So when we go to this meal today, we do so, come men, we, we do so because, first of all, he said it. When you're gathered together, as often as you do this, I want you to remember me. It's quite amazing, actually. What a simple thing that eating and drinking together can accomplish. He said, before you eat and before you drink, I want you to examine yourselves, and I want you to bow your heads where you sit. Because you might find yourself prejudiced, that is, making prejudgments about other cultures. You need to get that out your heart. You need to ask the Lord to forgive you for that. I had to ask the Lord to forgive me 
because there's a certain category of people that just made me sick. I wanted to fight them every time I saw them, really. But the Lord had to do something to me. Because there was a certain superiority that they would want to demonstrate that would just, it would just set me off. I had to ask the Lord to help me. And he did. Anything in your heart against culture, you know, just because a white person mistreated you doesn't mean you have to categorize the whole race as evil. Why would you turn around and do the same thing that's been done to you? The Lord said, vengeance is mine. Some of y'all, before you can, God really bless you, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to learn how to love white folks. <laughs> What you mean? Yep. Praise God. Some of y'all need some country music. Amen. Some good country music. I, 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 I was listening to some country music this week. Man, some great stuff. Come on. Shame the devil. How many of y'all love some country music? Look around, look around, look around. Yes, sir. I just absolutely love it. When I was a little bitty baby, my mama used to rock me in the cradle in that whole cotton field back home. You can't do it, baby. It's going to be all right, I promise you. Some of you have to ask, ask the Lord to deliver you because not only have you been culturally biased, you're economically biased. People got money, you know, you just, people ain't got money. You, you, you have a tendency to love folk ain't got nothing. And hate folk that got stuff. Some of you have the opposite. You love folk, folk that got stuff, but the folks that ain't got nothing, you say, ooh. God's going to have to touch your heart. And then some of you are pro-female. You don't like males. It could be for a lot of reasons. But you don't like females. But the Lord has erased that barrier. He keeps the distinction, but he removes the stigma. I want you to bow your heads. Father, I pray for these who wait in this meal today. They wait because they, they want the blessing of this meal. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for including us in your church, your body, your household. Thank you for the declaration today that we belong to you. We belong to this house. This is our family. This is your family. All the blessings that you promised, let them flow to those who eat and drink this meal from a, a right heart and a right attitude. Cleanse us from every unrighteous attitude. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. The body of Christ said amen. Okay, so we can follow some instructions very quickly.